Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to what is the 45th episode of Ghost of a Podcast. I've got a question for you, so let's just get to it. Hi, Jessica. My birthday is September 10th, 1987. I was born in Orange, California. My time of birth is 11.39 a.m. I am reaching out to you regarding where I'm at in my life. I'm 31. I feel like I'm in a really big transitional period and I'm feeling really stuck. A lot of my coping and self-soothing strategies include drinking alcohol and dating and sex and substance use and just a lot of maladaptive behaviors that I find really hard to get out of and it's scary because um, I grew up with a mom who's an alcoholic and my brother died of a heroin overdose so I know I'm really susceptible to addiction. I think one of the hardest things for me to cope with right now is I've been single for almost seven years and I'm just having a really hard time holding on to relationships. I find that men are really interested in the beginning and I know that I'm anxiously attached. They've either become disinterested or I don't know. It's just like been for years where I'm dating someone and we're into each other and then all of a sudden they're like not into it. And it feels like I'm doing something wrong or that I'm being too needy. If you have any kind of advice or suggestions, it is so appreciated. Thank you for all your work and for your podcast. Lots of love. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for this question. It's a really important one. And there's a lot of layers. And before I get into your birth chart and kind of the specifics of what you're really asking me about, I want to acknowledge the loss of your brother because in life, when we lose a family member, when we lose someone close, there's this expectation that you kind of like deal with it and you move on. That is really not how most people function. I would say the vast majority of people do not work that way. If your brother passed from a heroin overdose, I can only assume that he struggled with drug addiction when he was alive. And when we have family members who struggle with drug addiction, it deeply impacts us. It's consuming. I want to acknowledge also that you mentioned that your mom dealt with alcoholism, which, by the way, is clearly articulated in your birth chart. The thing that I want to really before we get into any other details, make space for is it's okay that other parts of your life have advanced beyond your emotional life because the emotional trauma that you've gone through and the emotional pain that you've gone through has really been demanding. And if you've been like, okay, I got to suck it up and move on with my life. I've got to do, I've got to be in the world. You know, I don't want to be too much of a bummer. Then you have tried to hide those emotions from yourself. And that gets into the stuff that you're talking about, about having maladaptive behaviors around substance use, around getting into relationships, and then having a lot of neediness come up. These things are just consistent across birth charts, across astrology. Um, This is just a human thing. When you repress something, you can only repress it for so long, and it's going to come out with less clarity and maybe disproportionate to the situation in other ways at other times. That's just how humans work, my friends. 
And I want to say that it sounds really clear that you understand that your substance use is not serving you and it's not working and that you don't know how to get out of it. And I, I'm going to say something that I've said to many people over the years. I'm going to say it to you. I think you need help. I think you have a lot to let go of. I want to encourage you to consider sobriety. Um, and when I say sobriety, I mean quitting substance use and aligning yourself with a program, whether it's AA or not, that offers you support and that offers you a path forward. Because quitting substances is amazing. And if you have the capacity to quit a substance, you probably don't have a real addiction to it. Maybe you do. Some people can just quit when they are addicted. Most of us can't. Most of us need to pull out behaviors and then replace those behaviors, right? And it's really hard to do that when the thing that is driving your behavior is in part your body and in part an evasion or avoidance of feelings because this is the drill. There's only one reason why we get lit. There's only one reason why we get fucked up and it's to feel different than we're feeling. So whether it's a glass of wine at the end of the day or it's doing Molly all weekend, it doesn't matter in a way. I mean, of course, these are different behaviors and they have different impacts on your health and they take a different amount of time. But the bottom line is when you imbibe a substance, you're doing it so that you can feel differently than you currently feel. That's the reason. And when we have a lifestyle over the course of whether it's days or months or certainly years or decades where we are using in a consistent and meaningful way any substance, what that means is we don't know how to tolerate our emotions. We don't want to tolerate our emotions. And then we don't have the skills to tolerate our emotions. And you have in your birth chart a Jupiter-Moon conjunction, which indicates that you are in many ways naturally resilient. You are somebody who likes to be happy and you like to be positive. That said, it is also a placement that can coincide with being a heavy drinker because you probably can metabolize alcohol pretty, pretty well. So you can probably drink a lot. And then once you're drunk or buzzed or whatever, then other drugs come in inevitably. The chances that you can self-regulate your drinking, I don't know if they're high or low, but I do know that that is the hardest way to go. It is the hardest way to go for you. You're a really social being. Yes, Virgos are said to be somewhat introverted. You also have a Scorpio rising, which can be quite introverted. But you have your sun sandwiched between Venus and Mars. You have that moon-Jupiter conjunction in Aries. You like people. People like you. I think that part of what you figured out to do is to medicate your social anxiety and your shyness and your introversion. You've figured out a way to medicate your unpleasant feelings, but the medication's turning on you, right? It's not, you don't want to always be medicated. You want to be able to access your feelings and connect with other people in a way that actually works for you. Now, this brings me to another part of what you're speaking to, which is you're acknowledging that your substance use and your coping tools aren't working and that you date men and that when you date men, it starts off fun and light and lovely and then it backfires. When you start to bring your feelings and your needs and the truth of who you are to the situation, it doesn't work or they just ghost on you. So I want to I wanna really get into this because if you are meeting people and you're buzzed, and everything is light and easy. And the truth of the matter is, you're actually a really deep, contemplative person who's looking for a meaningful commitment. 
then what happens is in a way, when you're starting off relationships, you're being misleading about who and what you are. And you're not doing it willfully. And you're not like trying to mislead people. You're trying to get liked and you're trying to have a nice time. But the guys you're probably choosing are pretty much good for just that, like a fun, nice time. And this comes to, can you meet the people you want to meet doing the activities you're doing? How realistic is it? You know, are you waiting ultimately for some magic man to pop into your life to magically heal the problems that you have? And those problems are ultimately with yourself. So honestly, that's just not going to work. You know, it's possible. I don't want to say it's impossible, but the central issue in your life is you. And if you want to have the kind of relationships that actually last with men, then you need to focus on the relationship with yourself first. And this brings me to what's happening for you astrologically. You are going through a Neptune square to your natal Saturn and opposite your natal sun. And what this kind of shakes down to for you is you are questioning yourself and what is real. And this period of your life is likely to bring up a great deal of anxiety and uncertainty. The way to respond to those things is not to shove it down because that'll make you feel really anxious. It's to fortify and nurture yourself. When we go through Neptune transits, we have the impulse to starve ourselves out, to deny ourselves. And that is the worst possible thing to do. I would contend that the most nurturing action you could take is to pull out your substance use and add in more nurturing actions, more nurturing behaviors, and more nurturing connections. What I'm recommending is a slow and somewhat painful path, but you're in pain now. And as I have said before on the podcast, and I will say a million times again, there are two kinds of pain in life. There's the kind of pain that breaks you down, and there's the kind of pain that helps you heal. And the pain that helps you heal sometimes is a lot worse than the pain that destroys you. That doesn't mean it's to be avoided. Pain is not to be avoided. Destructive pain is to be avoided. And there is a meaningful difference. And what I love about your question and what really drew me to your question is you have all the cognitive understanding that a person can hope for. You're really intelligent. And that is reiterated in your chart. I mean, you're really smart. but that doesn't mean anything about emotional integration. That doesn't mean that you have taken what you understand cognitively and decided to honor your own wellness. There is no magic bullet in life. There's no magic person who's going to make you like or love yourself. There's no way you're going to wake up one day and just be fine with things that aren't okay in your past and in your present. I want to really support you by encouraging you to at least try 60 days without any substances. See what relationships it costs you. Those aren't good relationships anyways. See what comes up for you. You'll probably feel awful. Like emotionally, you'll feel bad feelings. Those feelings are the feelings you don't know how to deal with. So it shall suck, but it is a great and healing pain. It is a great and healing thing to feel the shitty feelings that you're effectively medicating away with your activities and medication, you know, like self-prescribed medications that you're taking. And I am calling them medications because I think you're trying to avoid feelings and, and you're doing a good job of it with the substances you're using. The other thing I want to say about this is actually about something you haven't mentioned. Now, you didn't mention whether or not you wanted kids. But when I look at your birth chart and I look at the fact that you have the North Node in Aries in the fifth house, that you have Saturn conjunct Uranus in the first. 
when I see Neptune as the focal planet to a T-square, and I see Pluto in the 12th. All of these things together make me really wonder whether or not you want kids. Now, this isn't really about whether or not you want kids. It's more about whether or not you want to be a mom. And I want to just acknowledge that you don't have to have kids. You don't have to be a mom. And you have every right to date and marry a man and to say, I don't want to procreate. I don't want to make a baby out of my body. Or I don't want to parent. Or to say, I will only do these things if we make a really clear co-parenting agreement where you do the lion's share of the parenting. You know, I'll, I'll go forth and work and make money and all these things. And I want you to do more of the parenting at home. I think that this is really important for me to say because I certainly have noticed in counseling women who don't feel that they have a right to say, I don't want to parent, I don't want to be a mom, that women do this unconscious self-sabotage where you don't get into partnerships that could lead to that question being answered because you don't believe in your right to say no. And so you're kind of avoiding having to answer the question at all. So I want to really just throw that in there. If you have ambiguity or you have a no, that's okay. Lead with that. Give yourself permission to say, until I have a clear, firm yes, it's not a damn yes. And that is a perfectly healthy and appropriate thing for any person to do and certainly for you to do. In giving yourself permission to say, it's not off the table 100%, but it's off the table at this time for me. And it's not a given that I'll say yes. That, if you can give yourself that, it might be easier to get involved with someone and have it lead to something more long-term where the question is even an option. So my dear, I hope this is helpful. I hope you take really nurturing and supportive care of yourself day by day. And when you falter, when you make mistakes, when you backslide, because we all do that shit, be gentle and be firm with yourself and just try again tomorrow. All right, my friends, let's get astrological. This week, we're going to look at the dates of May 5th through the 11th, 2019. But before I dive into the horoscope, I want to remind you of something that I like to talk about a lot, but it feels really important. I am giving you the data, right? Like I'm giving you the details of what's happening this week, last week, next week. And it's a lot of details. But the work with astrology, the work with life, is being present for your felt experience and seeing the interconnectedness of your feelings, your thoughts, your responses, your reactions, your behaviors, your circumstances, yada, 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 right? The real work here is to understand the interconnectedness so that you can make use of the data instead of just have the data. And this is where, you know, I'm really passionate about astrology as a tool for improving and bettering your life, both internal life and your external life. It's not really possible to do that if you're only using it as kind of like an interesting factoid thing, which I'm I'm not mad at interesting factoids. I'm just really, you know, I'm a counselor and I really want to support you in getting as much value from this information as possible. We had this really powerful new moon on the 4th. It's big. It was a big shift. And anything related to the moon is about emotions. Any big emotional shift requires time for gestation, 
and integration. So if we blow past that new moon and just get into this week's astrology without acknowledging the space needed for integrating and working into our felt experience, whatever it is that came up, and then it's just kind of blah, 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 right? I'm a huge fan of new moon rituals and full moon rituals and all that kind of stuff. And also, if you're not doing the work all month long to integrate and be present for whatever it is that's coming up around these lunar shifts, then again, you might be shifting into your mind what is meant to be worked out through the heart. And the heart is much slower than the mind. It just is. That is normal and part of life, especially life where, you know, you have a full-time job and you're running around taking care of other people or, you know, your car breaks or the freaking internet doesn't work or whatever. With the information that I give you week after week, there are going to be weeks where it's really useful for you to really pay attention to all the details. And there's going to be other weeks where you need to kind of put it out of your head so you can just be present. I just want to say I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. And I want to really encourage you to not forget that a tool is only as useful as you're able to make it. So in other words, leverage and use this data to help you to improve your life instead of just to have lots of interesting factoids that you like freak yourself out with. Like, why did I not do anything there? And how come I didn't feel it that way? So that's my little, my little intro. You know, I like an intro. And then we get into the horoscope. So on the 5th, we have a Mars opposition to Jupiter and it is happening on Cinco de Mayo. The thing about Mars opposite Jupiter, Jupiter is about cross-cultural learning. It is about expansion. Where we see Jupiter, we see the potential to learn about other cultures and other ways of being. This is an expansive planet. Mars is the little male symbol. It's about going out and getting it. It's mine. I'm taking it. I want it. I deserve it. I'm entitled to it. And so when Mars forms an opposition to Jupiter, you can be a real jerk. <laughs> you can be a grabby jerk. You can act in ways that are inconsiderate of other people or other cultures. And if you are doing that shit on Cinco de Mayo, please stop yourself and stop your behavior. Do not wear other people's ethnicity, nationality, or race as a costume ever in any context, my friends. Never. If you've done it before, I just want to say, okay, we're all learning. We're all learning quick. Uh, don't do it again. If you have plans to do it this weekend, don't. Don't do it. Now, related to that, this is actually a really powerful time for learning. Mars opposition to Jupiter is a powerful time for education and for taking kind of authority of your own education. This is a great date to mobilize. Mars opposition to Jupiter is a time where you can confront things that are intimidating for you. And this is something that I touched on when I spoke in last week's episode about the new moon because the Mars opposition to Jupiter is in the chart of the new moon. So we were feeling the beginnings of this energy on the 4th. It is exact on the 5th. If you're going to celebrate a holiday that you don't actually understand, please strive to understand it. Don't be a jerk. And also, super unrelated to everything else, this is actually a really great day to start off uh, exercise regime, <laughs> to travel. And when I say travel, of course, you know, if you're getting on a plane, you're going to have a great time. Yay. But 
Also, travel from an astrological viewpoint is not always about physically moving. It's about expanding your worldview. It's about putting yourself in other people's shoes. It's about connecting with spirituality. So travel in whatever ways you can, if you can, if you feel called to it. And and I hope you do because the astrology really supports it. And that actually brings us to the sixth, where we have the beginning of Ramadan. And if you do celebrate, I want to say to you, have a peaceful and happy Ramadan. And at the same date, we have Mercury moving into Taurus. We will still be feeling the impact of the Mars opposition to Jupiter. The thing about Mercury moving into Taurus is when Mercury is in Taurus, Taurus is a bit of a slow mover and Mercury loves to zip around. So this is a great time for connecting to other people. It's a great time for refining your ideas and clarifying your message. If you're doing branding work, excellent time for that. It's excellent time for figuring out how you are thinking about and how you want to articulate your identity. So this is actually a really useful shift in energy. However, if you're trying to move through a ton of Dana, maybe not so much. Maybe you're going to feel like things are a little bit frustratingly slow, but these transits are mobilizing and we all need to move. If you've been feeling stuck in a rut, this week is going to confront you with what it is that you're stuck around and give you the tools for getting out. But nothing happens on its own. Like I said, astrology is a tool that you've got to choose to use. doesn't do the work for you. And that brings us to the seventh, my friends. On the seventh, we have an exact Venus square to Saturn. When Venus forms a square to Saturn, and we'll feel this a couple days around the seventh, but it's exact on the seventh, we generally have difficulty with relating to other people. This transit triggers a sense of loneliness. And part of why it does that is because it makes us feel existentially self-aware. It makes us really clear about how things aren't working with other people. It makes the glass half empty. It brings up pessimism. Do not compare yourself to other people. Do not compare yourself to who you were X amount of years ago or who you think you should be in X amount of years. This is a time to stay present. And to really pay attention to the very real differences between you and other people and whether or not you can tolerate those differences, whether or not those differences make you feel a certain way versus indicate that things are broken or not working. There is a space between how you feel and what is happening. And I want you to investigate that space. You are entitled and have a right to feel however you feel from the 6th until about the 10th, we are in some heavy energy. There's a major shift happening. And it is asking us to get more clear about who we are, where we are, and what we want to do about it. That is really, those are the questions to ask yourself. Who are you? Where are you? And what do you want to do about it? This is not the time for acting necessarily on it because you're figuring things out right now. On the 8th, Mercury will form a conjunction to Uranus. So this transit and the transit before it and the transit that I'll name after it, they're all touching each other. They're all interconnected and influencing each other. Mercury conjunct Uranus brings upsets and surprises. Both Mercury and Uranus govern your your nervous system. They're your mind. This can bring up a lot of nervous tension. This can be a time where you're just distracted and you've got too many things in your mind all at once. That's the negative. The positive is this can bring innovation. 
It can open you up to new ways of seeing things. It can inspire you to connect with different kinds of people in new ways. It's actually really exciting and cool. But because it is sandwiched between the Venus square to Saturn and what's coming on the ninth, which is a Venus square to Pluto, if you have a compulsive nature, if you are upset about your relationship to others or your relationship to money or your relationship to the way you look, then this can have you obsessing on the most painful thoughts that you have. And so I want to encourage you as much as possible to take responsibility for where you allow your thoughts to go. And if you find you're in a negative loop, as much as possible to rein yourself in. And that might look like using a mantra. That mantra can be la, 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 la. It doesn't have to be spiritual and deep, but you want to overlap neutral or positive thoughts on top of negative spinning out thoughts if and when you can. Because when you're in a state of being incredibly stressed out about something, when your perspective is really negative, you're not going to figure things out. That's not the time for solutions. You want to get to a neutral place or a positive place before you seek to find solutions whenever possible. Now on the ninth, as I mentioned, we have a Venus square to Pluto. Also, Venus will be forming a trine to Jupiter. So this is a lot. Now, some astrologers might tell you that the Venus trying to Jupiter is really lovely. In the context of it happening alongside the Venus square to Pluto, I'm not so sure about that. Venus square to Pluto brings up compulsions. It can bring up shame because Pluto governs shame. And again, Venus is your finances, your looks, your relationships. So those are some pretty loaded topics for most of us anyways. When Venus forms a square to Pluto, we have a tendency to obsess on other people, what they're saying, what they're doing, what they're feeling about us, what they want. Because Jupiter will be involved, there will be energy supporting you and going very far in any direction you go. When you find yourself obsessing on everyone or anyone but you, you have lost the thread, my loves, lost the damn thread as much as possible, rein in compulsions and obsessions. Instead of fixating on what other people think, feel, want, did, or may do, instead focus on the present moment. You don't need to fix anything. You don't need to heal anything. You certainly don't need to psychic anything. But what you do need to do is be interested in your own compulsions. What is the language of your compulsions? What is the directive of your compulsions? In other words, what are your compulsions telling you you should or shouldn't be doing? Just be interested enough to, to start to think, do I actually agree? Because the good news of that Mercury conjunction to Uranus and the Venus square to Saturn is that it supports you in unpacking in new ways and sticking with the hard work. So the unpacking in new ways comes from Mercury Uranus and the sticking with the hard work is from Venus Saturn nothing happens on its own. You have to make the choices to make it happen. And you know, you might make the choice and fail miserably or fail moderately or be only moderately successful. You get the point, you get where I'm going. The point is to try. The point is to be as intentional as possible and to bring greater consciousness into your own inner world and your own inner dialogue. Because the more self-aware you can be about your thoughts and about your attitudes and about your feelings, the more flexibility you have, aka the more power you have to change. And that is what it's all about. Not that you constantly be making changes, but you have the capacity to make those changes. 
that you have the muscle built to be able to make choices in the face of your unpleasant, compulsive, or destructive impulses. And that brings me to the 11th. And on the 11th, we will have an exact sun trying to Saturn. And this is incredibly stabilizing. The start of the week may bring about a great deal of chaos. You may do shit that you have to answer for later in the week if you don't pay attention to Mars opposition to Jupiter. However, if you can bring intention and moderation to your behavior, if you can look at things in your life and primarily in your relationship to yourself and your life and bring greater consciousness and self-awareness to it. If you can make slightly new choices that are healthier and more creative or at least less destructive, then my friends, we have success. And that success means that by the time the 10th rolls around and you start to feel that sun trying to Saturn, which is exact on the 11th, you can stabilize whatever it is you've learned and make sense of it. So by the end of the week, you're going to have more energy and support for making sense of what you've learned. Now, my loves, I get questions from you all the time that tell me that when I say things like you'll be able to make sense of it, you take me very deeply, literally. And so what I want to say is this, making sense of a thing is not figuring it all out and having it buttoned up and packaged. It's getting a modicum more of understanding. It's having a slightly more stable ground to stand upon. Our growth is at times incremental. It is always cyclical. We are not meant to be arrived. And I can promise you this, once you have arrived, then you'll just have a whole new set of ambitions and a whole new set of problems because this is life. So my advice to you is to seek the wins, be present for the progress that you are making acknowledge and even celebrate the little things because those things need to be just as loud in your head as the shit, as the struggles, right? I'm not saying you need to care about the difficult parts of the world and yourself and the life that you're living less. I'm saying celebrate the wins more. Be present for the potential in your life more and for the tiny bits of progress you are making. Even if it's, you know, I didn't yell at that jerk today and I really, really wanted to, but I didn't and I feel stronger for it, then fuck yeah, enjoy that, celebrate it. And my loves, you know I'm celebrating you. I am. I think life is a pain in the ass. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a real lot, whole lot of work. However, I'm really a fan of doing as much work in this lifetime as possible. Not just to be a better person, not just to have more peace or more joy, but to ease the path for others. So my hope for you is that you are touched by that and that you, in your own way, in your own style, find your own peace, your own joy, and your own way to ease the path for yourself and others. As always, I thank you for listening. I also thank you for subscribing to the podcast and starring it on whatever platform you listen to it. And please send me your questions. I love your questions. Um, give your time and your care and your love to people. That's what I'm going to ask you to do this week. How about it? Huh? Try it. Okay? Okay? Okay. Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.